Hello, and welcome to this edition of Secure Networks, the Index Packet Forensic Files, with your host, Michael Morris. This week's guest is Kamal Kolfat, Product Manager for Link Shadow. Kamal, welcome. Thank you for joining. Why don't you tell Thanks. us a little bit about yourself and your background? Thank you, Michael. First of all, uh, allow me to take this chance to thank you for hosting me today with you. Uh, it's a pleasure uh, to be a part of your series. Uh, as you said, I am the product manager of Link Shadow, and I will start from here. Uh, as a product manager, I'm responsible uh, for bridging between our clients and our clients' needs uh, and what they wish to see in Link Shadow and translate it uh, for the engineering team in order to uh, develop it into the solution so our clients can see what they actually want to see uh, and want to get from Link Shadow. And also I'm responsible to build relations and to build friendship uh, with our uh, vendor friends like Indace, like yourself, uh, and to have uh, an ecosystem for Link Shadow for uh, seamless and out-of-the-box integration with other vendors. Uh, previously, I have been a senior SE uh, for Link Shadow. I have been involved in technical activities, sales activities. I've been uh, working as a sales, as a technical in Link Shadow. Before that also, I've been uh, an uh, SE for IBM Sim Solution. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a SOC guy. I started my career as a SOC analyst, I graduated from the SOC uh, as a SOC uh, analyst, SOC consultant, implementer. I have implemented multiple uh, security operations and uh, some solutions like the uh, implementation for HSBC here in Saudi. It was the th third biggest uh, HSBC implementation. Also as a SIM consultant, so I built like 200 uh, rules uh, for, for uh, HSBC Bank. So I have uh, the uh, rich background from the SOC, uh, and this is how I have developed it all the way to uh, become a product manager for, for uh, Link Shadow, which is a SOC tool and the platform that will address all the challenges for the SOC. So we are building it from a SOC perspective. So this is why uh, it's important for, for us uh, and also our team from the engineering uh, are, uh, have the, the SOC background. So we all know the challenges of the SOC and we are developing the solution from this uh, perspective. So this is me. <laughs> well, I, now your background fits perfect why I wanted to talk to you today because we're hearing a lot of um, industry buzzword, a uh, new buzzword about organizations modernizing the SOC. Yeah. Um, and so we, I want to hear from you, a, a SOC expert. Um, what does this mean from your perspective and what's driving it? Yeah, that's right. So uh, the SOC nowadays and what we used to call the next generation SOC is now a legacy for uh, what we are, what we have nowadays. And the new norm is, uh, is what we are trying to drive our SOC to. So what we are facing nowadays and what we, we tried to, to move from the legacy SOC to the next generation SOC. So we started to add tools, more tools, trying to do the automations and the legacy way. We ended up with a sheer number of tools and uh, we've been paying a lot. So the SOC was very expensive. We need a lot of resources. Uh, we ended up having a lot of tools with no people skilled enough to handle all of these tools and number of people to handle all of these tools. So if I'm working, for example, at HSBC as an example, and HSBC needs a, a SIM consultant, another bank needs a SIM consultant and another bank needs more SIM consultants. So there's a skill gap, so there's a limitation on how, how much uh, they, they can hire and how much they can pay for both for technologies and for peoples, for automations. Uh, the challenges that uh, we started to face in, in our SOC are, uh, is actually driving us to move from what uh, you, we used to call as a next generation 
to the modern SOC. So the modern SOC is the SOC that we all dream about. It's an automation uh, for uh, the SOC analyst, the uh, let's call it the machine learning based SOC analyst or artificial intelligence based SOC analyst, if I may say so. Yeah. So what we are uh, trying to achieve uh, in our modern SOC and when we are uh, approach our clients, whether it was Shadow or any other uh, security vendor, all of the vendors are doing uh, or putting a lot of effort. So uh, salute to, to everyone out there. So what we are trying to do is we are trying to uh, lift the, the level of automation uh, in the security operation center uh, in order to maximize the protection, the efficiency, the return of investments from the SOC with minimal total cost of ownership and with minimal risk posture. So this is what we are trying to achieve when it comes the, to, uh, to the modern SOC nowadays. Okay, no, that's perfect. And you kind of probably hit on some of my next question in that, in what you just yeah. described. But uh, as you engage with SOCs, uh, what do you see most of them still struggling with today or missing uh, from a tool set or a competency um, that, that's really driving that, that modernization? Yeah, so basically when it comes to the sheer number of tools and the complexity uh, of these tools, there's a lot of uh, SOC nowadays and uh, SOC analysts and let's say organizations are struggling to combine the view uh, of their security. It's a scattered, if you, if, you, if you may say so. It's a scattered view, so you can't be able to combine everything in one screen. Uh, the SOC analysts have to go from here to there, and this is wa a waste uh, for their time. So it takes a lot for the investigation mm -hmm. and for the response. Now, there's a lot of new tools that uh, that's helping the, uh, let's say, uh, the, the SOC uh, to uh, fast forward the investigation. Now, this is another problem, right? There's a, So there's a sheer number of tools, but the organization is not leveraging from the integration between these tools. Okay. So if I have, a, for example, like Indace, if I have a tool like Indace, if I integrate with Indace, it will be much easier to reach for a packet capture, correct? Nice. So it will be much, much faster for my investigation than go and uh, do the packet capture manually and then try to investigate it manually. Yeah. So this is what I, I can see now that they are missing, uh, combining and leveraging from the integrations and this is actually leading to something which is making the SOC very costly. So when you go out there and you ask someone to secure their environment, they the first thing that they that it, it will hit their mind is the cost. Uh, I don't have enough budget, but you know you can build your SOC and you can build your security with minimum budget right now. You have automations, you have uh, security tools that can do multiple things. Uh, and cover multiple areas and multiple gaps in your environment with the minimal cost. You have CapEx, you have OpEx. You don't have to, to pay everything uh, in one shot. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is leading to, to actually, uh, uh, if I may uh, say, increasing the cost of the, uh, of the stock and of the uh, protection. So this is also something that I, I can see that, that some are doing very well and some are actually missing. No, that's that's a great point. I, I, tool disconnect is a very common thing. The other thing we're seeing a lot, and you you kind of touched on it a little bit, is just the sheer alert volumes. And you know, the, I don't like the word alert fatigue, but um, just the volume of events yes. and incidents that are coming in from all these different tools. Um, yes. What are you seeing customers do to address that? Uh, I know you mentioned automation earlier, but uh, is there other things they're they're doing in terms of quantifying the types of alerts or anything? 
This is one thing actually that I want to highlight that what they are doing and what they are not uh, doing, what they are not doing, and not everyone, of course, there are very, very mature uh, security operation centers out there. But uh, what I can see that there's a, some, some gaps for uh, some organizations where they are not uh, prioritizing the incidents right, the right way. So you have out of the box prioritization for some uh, mm-hmm. tools in the SOC, but what are the metrics that they are relying on in order to prioritize these incidents? So when I receive an incident, what, uh, what are the metrics that uh, I'm calculating in order to get the actual threats that I will get from this uh, comparing to that alert? So uh, I need uh, an accurate risk scoring. So this is what the risk are doing. They are using tools and platforms like Link Shadow and other vendors that are prioritizing the incidents. Now I can say and I can highlight how Link Shadow is doing it uh, in a different way that is ma- making it more accurate uh, and touching the right points for the clients like uh, the risk scoring, like highlighting what is a risky asset and what is a critical asset, what is risk user and what's critical user. And from here, the client will be able to know where they st- should start the investigation. Now, after that, you need to automate the investigation. Mm-hmm. The manual investigation is not sufficient anymore. Now, I know that there's a level one SOC, level two, escalation level, right. maybe SOC team leader, but you know, you can automate the whole level one, right? You need you can automate the prioritization, the information gathering, the evaluation, the threat intelligence collection, the data of the threat intelligence, the packet capture uh, or packet capturing. You can automate all of that. Mm-hmm. So if we are automating the uh, investigation, if we are automating the collection, the prioritization, so what is left? Taking an action, we can automate that, right? So this is what we should do and what already a lot of organizations are doing when it comes to the uh, managing the alert fatigue. No, that, that's some excellent points in there. A lot of a lot of rich nuggets for people to walk away with. I, one of the things I was really excited to have this uh, interview with you on in particular is is your, your perspective, right? Geographically, you're, you're in Saudi. Do, are you seeing um, any differences in what customers are doing between critical segments, whether that's government? You mentioned uh, your experience with HSBC, so in the finance or energy retail. Are you seeing differences of, of where people are investing or prioritizing uh, or, or just changing their behaviors? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely right. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, organizations uh, nowadays, especially in uh, Saudi. Uh, it's very uh, well uh, secured when it comes to the yeah. privacy. So they totally uh, air gap networks. So when it comes to the air gap network, they have a different uh, thing that they, they worry about than an open networks like the uh, retail stores or e-commerce uh, and so on. So we work with the e-commerce and we work with the uh, retails and we work with governments and finance. So we find that the requirements are different. Now we look that the web threats are huge, a huge uh, matter when it comes to the e-commerce, uh, for example. And for banks, uh, the emails are very, very critical. Uh, the, 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 the callback that's happening is uh, also a, a major uh, threat that they are facing. However, for the, some parts of the government, especially the AirGap government, the internal user activities is way more important. And this is what they are focusing on even more than the network because they, they have air gap network. The network uh, externally is totally uh, separate. So it can be investigated and they, they can actually work on that separately. But the critical data, the, the important data that they should look at 
is an air gap in air gap network. So there's logins happening inside. There's no network connections. So if I send there a network monitoring tool, it will find nothing. There's no network. It's, right. it's, all, it's all about the users and the user activity. And not only the user activity as in known attacks, there's right. no such thing as known attacks. You cannot predict anything. So you need to learn uh, on what's happening there. And based on what's happening there, you need to react, right? Mm. So you cannot uh, like uh, predict what will happen without knowing what, what is the environment and what, right. how the environment acts. So that's why we're talking nowadays about the automation using the machine learning based artificial intelligence and how the supervised and unsupervised un machine learning algorithms can help in that. No, that, well, and you're leading right into my next question. So I appreciate that. Uh, we are seeing here, certainly in the, in the West, in the US in particular, a lot more embracing of SOAR platforms. So orchestration automation right. platforms. Um, are you seeing the same level of uptake of them? And what do you see some of the challenges organizations facing as they deploy uh, sort of technologies? Yeah, so uh, a lot of organizations now, they already deployed, uh, there's a lot that already deployed the sword, but there's still a lot of organizations that are missing the technologies to integrate with in order to develop the, the sword. So uh, this is one thing when it comes to technology, the sword needs to have the technology, right? To take the right action. Right. They have to have the process set right. So this, if the process is not set, uh, the procedures are not set uh, correctly, the action uh, that you can take can lead a business to a business corruption, right? Or a business issue. You might like turn off an ATM for a bank if the automation is done totally automated without a revision from the stock analyst. And it actually happened uh, as an incident in one of the banks, if I remember right, uh, here, uh, like uh, for two days, they couldn't use the ATMs because of the, the, the IM, I, if I remember the technology was in the IM, it took an action and it, it disconnected one of the users or deleted, or I don't know, I don't, know, I don't want to go into details, but it uh, removed some permissions from one of the users and the ATMs were totally down. So for That's two days, funny. it was like a major challenge for the bank. Uh, it was like a catastrophic uh, issue. Mm -hmm. So it happened due to the automation. So it's a, it's this, it's the the blessing and the curse. So if you right. do it right, you are on the safe side. If you do it wrong, you have to deal with it. Uh, it might lead to a business issues. So this is why the 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 procedures the uh, that uh, you are following, the policies that you set are very important in order to build the sword uh, in the right way. So luckily, Link Shadow can integrate seamlessly with any sword uh, that we are uh, already signed up with, like for example, uh, Palo Alto X sword as an example. So mm -hmm. we can seamlessly integrate and take the required action, but the customer needs to have the tools that takes the action, that automates the, the action, right? Mm -hmm. The playbox will actually need the people, the process, yeah. and then the technology. So the SOC uh, and the SOAR is a major uh, tool in the SOC and we rely heavily also on the SOAR to take the actions in order to protect the, the customer in the right way. Okay, no, that, and that's, uh, that's key. I mean, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to get your other insights on is um, you, you mentioned the SOAR has got to have the right sources of information. So what are some of those foundational pieces uh, that you recommend any new updated modern SOC ensure they have? Uh, enable to keep pace with the the new types of threats and threat actors. Mm -hmm. Very important question. Actually, uh, I was discussing this 
uh, with my colleague today and uh, I, we have a new joiner and I was enabling him in, in our some of the uh, sales uh, the sales strategy that we, we go through that we have some challenges right now with the customer with the customer environment in general it's not a challenge of any technologies it's basically this is how uh, what happens uh, for example, if you go to a client nowadays, you need a, a, a network visibility, right? So if you need a network visibility, you need to have a span. The span is a major issue right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs a span. Everyone, literally everyone needs a span. The same solution, the, maybe the, the uh, database activity monitoring, uh, the network monitoring, the NDR, the, everyone. So what the customer should have, uh, first of all, they should have a full network uh, visibility and a full, uh, for example, a tapping solution. Now, also, the customer cannot provide a full packet capture for everyone. So they need, need to have a solution to capture from a different segments in the network and have it in one way. So everyone can integrate with that uh, technology, right? So no need to give a full pickup uh, to everyone. Uh, a very important thing that the customer should have is automation. The automation is very important. Yeah. Now, what, what, what's happening out there? Everyone is using artificial intelligence from social media, Maybe if you open YouTube now, you see a thing that you were talking about. Why? Because of the artificial intelligence, right? Yes. So the cybersecurity should also be onboarded in the artificial intelligence. So uh, uh, this is, uh, when, you, when you look at the attackers, if you look at what they, what they are trying to do, they are trying to attack you using the artificial intelligence yes. and doing the machine learning. If you are using static-based rules, if you are using behavioral-based rules, scenario-based rules, against the automation, it's like you are bringing a knife in a gunfight, right? So uh, even the attackers are manipulating the artificial intelligence and some uh, and some of the organization in order to uh, play around it. So that's why you need to have a high level of automation that uh, will actually uh, protect you against these attackers. And one last thing uh, that maybe no one is actually talking about nowadays, which is the management visibility. Let me ask you one thing. If today uh, you know the challenge about the automation, you as a SOC analyst, you know the challenge, uh, sorry, as a SOC team leader maybe, or as a SOC manager or security head, you know the challenge about the automation, who will give you the budget to acquire this technology? It's the management. So the management needs to have a clear visibility on what's happening in the SOC. You cannot go to the management and show them the attacks and how the attacks are happening. You need to give them risk posture, you need to give them the, uh, the return of investments of the automation if it was implemented correctly. You need to give your management uh, the uh, total cost of ownership of that technology comparing to the ROI of the same technology to be approved very uh, quickly. I, I've been reading a report uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly the, the ratio, but giving your CEO uh, a request without an ROI it is very likely to be uh, disregarded uh, comparing to if you give it uh, with an ROI for that request. So it's very important to give a management report, a full management report, yeah. uh, and you will address it to the management in a different way. You have a ma- technical management for the, so- for the SOC that they need to know the KPIs of the, of the security operations, the KPIs of the uh, security environment and the security tools in general, and you have management, they are, they are not technical. Right. Yeah, no. they are business. So you need to know and you need to talk with, uh, to them in a business language and the risk behind this. If I got attacked, if, I, if the attack got executed, 
What is the risk behind it? What is the cost behind it? Mm-hmm. So if you give them, I don't want to say that you will freak them out, but basically you'll alert them to, to actually work proactively and to acquire the technologies that they need. So automation, management dashboard, uh, network uh, visibility, uh, network uh, packet capture collection, all of that. Uh, and of course, the, the, the full-fledged uh, SIM and the modern SIM is what we are encouraging our clients to, uh, de- to deploy using whatever technology that they wish. You can, you can yeah. actually use uh, open source technologies, right? So I'm not driving them uh, to, a, to a certain uh, company, for example, right. but we are driving them to the modern SOC. This is what we are trying to address. And that's, that's a perfect answer because that's, I mean, you're right. Every tool is going to be different for each environment. And uh, these are just the table stakes that you're recommending. And so th- that's great insights. Kamal, one thing we always like to ask our, our, our guests uh, for our yes. listeners is, you know, be a little bit of a forecaster here. So with your experience in the industry, what do you recommend our listeners uh, really look out for or think about over the next six to 18 months? Now, 18 months in the security industry is an eternity, right? But yeah. if you were to say, you know, one thing you should keep your eye on as a, a CISO or a director of a SOC, what do you think that one thing is that people should really be paying attention to? Well, uh, you know, with uh, the uh, pandemic that we, we went through last year, uh, hopefully it will not be uh, repeated again. It was like, uh, we, we are lucky we are back uh, to office uh, and we are lucky that we have the vaccines now, but uh, it's not over yet. There's a lot of attacks that were developed, uh, especially uh, after the pandemic and addressing the, the pandemic issues. So uh, I don't want to go in uh, like deep details, but in general, the web threats that uh, are being developed uh, is uh, way more advanced and way more critical than any time before. Everyone is on the web right now. Uh, the uh, as we uh, speaking right now, we are using the uh, the the conferencing technologies, right? Uh, you have you have sent me link, so this link uh, might be legit, right? It might be a phishing link that have been received from someone else. Our 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 conversation might be sniffed, right? So today, uh, if you look around, you will see that a lot a lot of organizations have been using the uh, traditional way of transferring data. This has been fine when we are using uh, the same internal network and sharing file over uh, like uh, open text or plain text files over the network. It was somewhat fine when we are using the internal network one-to-one together. But now, uh, if you are sending files over the network, you don't know who are looking at your files. So you need to look uh, very closely into your privacy. You need to change your passwords frequently. You need to to look at each and every link that you are clicking. You need to know who are sending you emails. You need to look out for phishing emails. I know know that there's email security and all of that, but email securities are not enough, you know, because you can detect something with the email security, but you cannot get the probability of that being a phishing email because the domain has been created like two days ago and it looks similar to one known domain. It's very critical nowadays, it's very advanced. Right. You know how many domains with COVID uh, mentioned in it? You many, how many uh, emails that are being sent to me that you have received the shipment uh, and it's waiting you in the mail? Why? Because I, for myself, I, every day I order, I order something online. 
ever since the pandemic started and everyone is doing the same. Yes. So when uh, we are addressing this uh, to the customer, it's actually because for me in Link Shadow, I see that like 80% of the detections that I can, uh, I can find is uh, web threats. Mm. One thing. Another thing is the uh, now the dynamic behavior activities that we find. Today, you need to work from home. Tomorrow, you need to work from office. You went to office, you find someone infected. You have to go back two weeks to three weeks and then to work from home. So all of that is dynamic behavior. Yeah. So you, what you need to look at is from the static use cases that you are using, static policies that you are using, you are not securing yourself enough because when uh, the dynamic, when the behavior is, is changing, uh, when it's becoming dynamic, uh, you are not coping with this dynamic behavior. Yeah. You need to be uh, dynamic, less, uh, similar to the behavior. And again, I'm repeating myself here, but the automation is the answer for yeah. all of that. No, that's tremendous insight. Your comment, just to close on it. Um, yeah, I read an article just yesterday, I think it was, about uh, there's a new trend with um, spoofing CEO updates to their corporations about yeah. COVID updates um, and, and using those as a phishing vehicle. So... Um, <laughs> I mean, you nailed it on the head on that one. So Kamal, thank you for joining, sharing your tremendous insights and expertise and how to better secure networks. We'd ask our listeners to tune in next time for another edition of the Endace Packet Forensic Files. For more information about Endace's network packet capture platform and our integrations with our fusion technology partners, like Link Shadow, please go to endace.com. Kamal, again, thank you for joining. Thanks Appreciate you your time. Have a great day. rest of your day. Thanks to you, and I wish you a pleasant day.